This podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Jack Loss. Jack is the Director of Strategy and Innovation at Improvix Technologies. Jack, welcome to the show. JP, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure. So, Jack, let's start with a little bit of background of yourself, and then if you can give us a, a brief intro into Improvix. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I'm Improvix's Director of Strategy and Innovation. We are a U.S.-based IT services firm. We do everything from application development to data analytics and cybersecurity services for federal agencies. I'm also an MBA student at the Johns Hopkins University Cary Business School. I have been working with Splunk for a number of years, but in my current role, while I still work with Splunk, I'm primarily looking into two main things, business development. So I'm looking and tracking new trends in the market to identify opportunities where we can help existing customers and prospective customers with new services and uh, program execution. So looking at the people we're currently supporting and how we can improve upon the services we're providing for them from a technology perspective. Excellent. So you mentioned there in your introduction, uh, Splunk, and that's an area that we're going to spend some time talking about because it it falls nicely into some of the technology stack that we see an increased demand for with move towards automation and use of AI. So when were you first introduced to Splunk? Yeah, so as I mentioned, Improvix performs, you know, end-to-end IT services for federal agencies. So a few years ago, we started a contract providing you know, full scope of services to a high profile government agency. And I was one of the systems engineers on the program. And I noticed that, you know, we ran a help desk there. We had cybersecurity oversight services there, application development and such. But I noticed that in the course of performing all these services, we had recurring issues across all these functional groups where, you know, we would have a system outage or we would have a security incident and we were always reactive. And, you know, I kind of traced it back to the fact that we really didn't have great monitoring. There were some monitoring tools, but they were each siloed, focused to one particular technology or uh, use case. So we really lacked a comprehensive platform for looking at all of our data across the enterprise. So that's where as a solutions provider, you know, Improvix and I brought Splunk in to basically take all the data from across the enterprise, across our IT stack, and centralize it into a single pane of glass. And I was leading that project, you know, candidly, I wasn't really that familiar with Splunk before we started it. I was aware of its capabilities, but, you know, I hadn't architected a deployment or configured it beyond the basics. So this was really kind of a first introduction for me, but It was a successful deployment. The scope of it has just continued to grow since we started it there. And I've fallen in love with Splunk after I've seen, you know, its capabilities, its value add. So Excellent. And yeah, 
given your role as a solutions provider, you're you're working with a lot of companies who are trying to keep up with the trends across digital transformation, particularly within your sector with security being at the forefront. Can you give us some insight into some of the trends that you and and Improvix see and how you help your partners keep up to date with this ever-changing landscape? So there's two main things that I've noticed both of which are interrelated. So the first is that cloud is becoming major, especially for government agencies. So from a hosting perspective, it's not uncommon for agencies now to find some of their IT stack hosted on-prem, some in AWS, Azure, so on and so forth. So customers tend to fall prey to complex incidents that seem to span multiple environments. Like I mentioned, there's tools that can monitor and provide insight into the scope of one, of their platforms or systems, but having that level of insight across platforms is, is critical. So that's where I've seen a lot of the need and, and desire among the customer base moving in the past few years. And that's where we've tried to focus a lot of our services as a solutions provider. Staying on the topic of Splunk and the platform, you spoke previously about getting early exposure to it and then falling in love with it. What excites you most about the Splunk platform and why? First and foremost, the all-encompassing nature of Splunk I find very exciting. You know, I have a passion for interface design and kind of presentation of data. So, you know, from that first use case I told you about with Splunk, where we brought it to that agency where we're doing end-to-end services, seeing the utility of it from that perspective where you can provide a single pane of glass, pulling in data from all these otherwise disparate or siloed data sources, I find really exciting. So, Two recent innovations on the Splunk platform to that effect are particularly of of interest to me right now. So there's federated search, which just came out in the latest deployment. So now, you know, whereas before you were limited to looking at data within a single Splunk deployment, you can actually run these searches that span multiple deployments. So for instance, at a lot of government agencies or larger corporations, you know, it's likely that they're maintaining several different Splunk deployments. So from that perspective, you know, we've been able to leverage federated search since its inception at some of our customer sites to actually have our core deployment for a particular region or a department, and then for specific data sources that are maintained and owned by the enterprise, core networking information or active directory data for enterprise domain controllers, for instance, We can actually run federated searches from those departmental or regional Splunk deployments and pull that in in a nice, you know, secure fashion into those localized deployments. So that's been a very exciting addition to Splunk, and I've had a lot of fun working with that for some of our customers. And then the other recent addition is the Splunk Dashboard Studio. So as I mentioned, you know, I'm very passionate about UX design. Splunk's always had a good interface for presenting these visualizations, but previously it was XML-based. There were some limitations to what you could do out of the box unless you were doing a lot of custom development. With the new Dashboard Studio, they've transitioned to JSON format, and you basically can control you know, down to the pixel level the colors, the location, the layout of everything on the dashboard. So I've found that to be extremely valuable, especially because a lot of what we've been doing lately is building these single panes of glass for executives and at the highest level, wherein we're just taking the most important metrics from different data sources. So 
it needs to be in a format where you're not scrolling. You know, it could be something you could just put up on a TV screen. So now with that dashboard studio, you know, between the control there, the federated searches, we're really able to pull in all the data we care about and control the presentation of it so that it's very easily digestible. You spend a lot of time building and maintaining uh, Splunk implementations across your various partners and, and dealing with the, the challenges and successes with that. Can you give any advice or insight into how you go about doing that across multiple platforms, across multiple partners, and what are the keys to being successful? Sure. So what I've come across is that there's not really a shortage per se of folks that are competent within the Splunk platform itself. However, where teams that I've noticed tend to fall short is that, you know, they may not necessarily have a great understanding of the underlying data sets. So for instance, we have a, a contract where we're doing work trying to visualize the IT health of government regions overseas. And so we're looking at networking data from Cisco and Palo Alto. You know, there's Windows event logs for operating systems. You know, you've got application level logs from web servers and such. So even if you're very confident with Splunk itself, if you don't truly understand the underlying IT data sources you're working with, it's hard from an analytics perspective to really drive value. Um, the other thing that I'll mention is, you know, on a related note to that, really understanding the customer's mission. You know, it's Splunk is a great platform in and of itself, but I find it's really only successful if you can adapt it to and customize it for a particular customer's mission. So, you know, that contract I just mentioned where we were brought in to do analytics within Splunk for government regions overseas, the team there originally had struggled for a couple of years, partially due to the fact that there was that disconnect between their capabilities from a technical perspective and their mission understanding. So I think, you know, we've done a lot of work for this particular agency. Um, so we have a very good understanding of their mission. And then when we couple that with our Splunk expertise and underlying IT understanding, we've been able to drive value very quickly. So I would say, you know, boiling this all back up, Having a technically competent team beyond just Splunk, you know, very strong IT understanding, security understanding, and then truly understanding the mission that you're working for. I think if you can put all of those ingredients together, aside from the basics of just a strong team in general of synergy and good management and such, it's a recipe for success. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. What's next for the Splunk platform as it pertains to your industry? Given the, the complexity of challenges, the sensitivity of data, why is Splunk such a popular platform and, and where do you see it growing and expanding to across the industries that you serve? So for government, I find that, you know, this isn't necessarily a surprise, but they tend to be a little further behind industry or the private sector when it comes to, you know, capabilities and innovation with a platform like Splunk. So 
from my experience, I find that a lot of these agencies right now are kind of in the posture where they're using Splunk, but they're really just kind of doing the basics in terms of collecting data and checking the box for you know regulatory requirements, making sure they're retaining it. And they might have some basic dashboards or apps that they've pulled from Splunk base, but there's really not much custom analytics that they've done tailored to their mission, to their specific data sets, aggregating important metrics into those executive level views. So I think that's where a lot of the efforts are going to be spent over the next couple of years is taking these basic deployments and Splunk infrastructure that agencies have done a good job of deploying and maturing it to the point of actually having valuable analytics. And then I think once we've passed that hurdle, the the next step is really going to be automation. So, you know, if you look at it like going way back to when I talked about our first deployment where we were helping trying to shift the customer from being reactive to proactive when it came to, you know, system outages or security incidents, that's step one. So that's coming in with the analytics, actually building custom dashboards with the underlying data and making use of it. The next step though will be performing self-healing, um, automation with tools like Phantom and integration with other external systems like ServiceNow for ticket management to really integrate Splunk into the broader ecosystem of tools and applications in the environment beyond just monitoring and analytics. So for our case, you know, going back to that first customer, they're heavy ServiceNow users. So what we've done actually is, you know, we took them through this transformation. We built the custom dashboards and then once those were at a good working point, we integrate, integrated it with their ServiceNow deployment, and it now will go so far as to create triage, close tickets for the associated items that we find in Splunk, which is all shared among their functional groups, the help desk, so on and so forth. So I think that's really where the focal point for industry is going to be over the next few years. And then in terms of Improvix in general, there's two main things that come to mind. We've done a really great job over the past couple of years of carving out this niche where we're taking, you know, these base deployments for Splunk and doing these custom dashboards. There seems to be a need in the market for that, and we've carved out a good niche doing those services. But I'm also interested in taking the innovation lab uh, within Improvix called Create and building some more innovative demos using those platforms like Phantom that I talked about and kind of building our services around a new business model. So right now, as opposed to just coming in and contracting to do, you know, we'll provide a full-time Splunk resource to do these analytics and run the platform and such, kind of putting a bow on things and saying, we will offer you this level of service for this subscription-based fee and executing that way. And the goal of that is really to further drive down costs for customers get quicker time to delivery and free our resources to be more innovative and dynamic. So a lot of exciting things across the industry and for Improvix, um, it should be a good few years. Yeah, certainly. And with that, obviously, Improvix is going to continue to grow and need to bring in personnel to support this expansion of the, the use of Splunk. Can you give us some insight into what 2022 looks like from a hiring perspective? What opportunities are there going to be for people within the Splunk uh, space to, to come on and work on some interesting projects with you guys? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we have a great pipeline right now. As I mentioned, you know, these kind of custom dashboard creation projects. Um, we do a lot of services around just maintaining Splunk deployments. But, you know, as I mentioned, there's plenty of folks that are competent in just maintaining the platform. So I think from a differentiation perspective and where we're really focusing our hiring and growth is on the analytics. So, you know, a lot of Splunk developers, security analysts, IT operations specialists, folks that can really come in, work with professional services or the other staff that we have there that are maintaining the deployment and really interfacing with the customer and the other technical system owners to understand, all right, what are the pain points? You know, what analytic products would you like to see and have access to? And then taking those requirements and building you know, these custom dashboards and app suites for the end users. So we've got, you know, a variety of projects spinning up across different federal agencies where we'll be doing just that. So that's our main focus for 2022. Excellent. A final question from me, Jack, and I don't want to uh, turn this to, to yourself personally, because you, you've been incredibly successful in what has been, a, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, has been a relatively short space of time. When you look back and assess your journey thus far, what has helped you make such strides in, in such a short space? And if, if you were to do it all over again, what advice or what learns have you picked up along the way? Well, first and first and foremost, I appreciate that. That's very kind. You know, as you mentioned, I'm I'm 23, so it's been a short journey thus far. I'm very fortunate and lucky to be where I am at this point. You know, I attribute a lot of where I am to the fact that I'm surrounded by a great team of knowledgeable peers and colleagues, all of whom have taught me plenty. But I have learned quite a bit in this short journey. So I would say for myself, you know, Splunk has been great because it forces you, kind of like we've been talking about before, to really understand not just how to run Splunk, but if you're going to be effective with it, all of the underlying data sources, right? So networking from Cisco or operation system management for Windows or Linux, so on and so forth. So I would say getting into Splunk is really a great platform and path for developing students and young professionals, because like I said, it'll force you to become competent in more than just one area. It's very easy to get pigeonholed if you just go into storage, for instance, and then that's all you ever know. Um, so it's a really great jumping off point for getting well-versed across the IT stack. Understanding beyond just the technical element, how organizations run. Because I found that, you know, it's actually forced me to branch beyond just my technical engineering efforts and get more into the business mindset. Because really from an adoption perspective, if you're going to be successful with Splunk and ultimately with anything in business, you really need to understand what are the pain points of the customer, what are they lacking, and how are they running. So if you really are going to work with Splunk and try to make it be effective for a particular customer, it's going to force you to not only understand the underlying data, but also how the organization runs, who the key players are, uh, where they're struggling, and where the value is yet to be delivered. So I think if you can, you know, use Splunk as a definitely a great jumping off point, you can really go anywhere from here. So it's not by any means limiting. And I think if you become an expert in it, by all means, you'll be a rock star.
Jack, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate you sharing your background, some insight and advice on how you've got to where you're at today and, and all of the cool things you and, and the team at Improvix are working on. Sounds very exciting and we wish you and the team all the best in 2022. Thank you again. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oldest Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.